welcome back to Activity Quest, the podcast that's packed with stuff to do. This week, Adam's off to Oxford Castle and prison. Don't worry, we've not sent him there because he's been bad. He's checking it out. And we're looking at the crime and punishment through the ages. My name is Bex. And every episode of Activity Quest starts with a fun kids presenter doing something awesome. This week, Adam's off to Oxford Castle and Prison, and we start at the top of a very tall tower. So I'm stood right now on the top of a tower in the middle of Oxford. I've just climbed 101 stairs, that's why I'm quite <laughs> quite out of breath. With me is Emily, she's a tour guide here at the Oxford Castle and Prison. Emily, tell me about this tower. So this tower is over a thousand years old. It was built by the Anglo-Saxons in 1009, previously known as the West Gate of Oxford. And it was specifically designed to defend this city against the Vikings. Now, later on, after the Normans invaded England, this tower then gained the colloquial name of St. George's Tower to match the chapel down below. Now, as you said, there is 101 steps, which makes this very defensive, considering the fact that it's 26 metres in height. And from the top, you can enjoy a 10-mile view of the city of Oxford into the surrounding countryside, which today is lovely for Instagram photos, but previously would have been very good for seeing an army coming from miles away and hopefully being ready to defend your tower by the time they got here <laughs> and you are dressed in i suppose what will be the garb of the day yes yeah, so, uh, this is actually uh, i'm dressed as a wealthy 1700s prisoner uh, so in the 1700s you actually had to pay for prison now we'll talk about that a bit later but as i am very wealthy i get all the clothes i like all the food i like and also i keep bribing the guards which is why i'm allowed to walk around with you guys right now <laughs> and you have a bell in your hand a bell that you sound at the start of every tour so do you want to give it a nice loud ring this is my nice obnoxious bell I'm Jonathan. I'm marketing manager at Oxford Castle and Prison. Um, Oxford Castle and Prison is one of the oldest structures in Oxford. Uh, it's um, a, the site of a medieval castle dating back a thousand years. It's the site of a Georgian and a Victorian and their modern prison, um, all amalgamated into one um, with thousands uh, thousand of years of, uh, of, of history and stories and some pretty exciting characters. Talk to me about some of the stories here. I think this is a fantastic place for kids and families to come to. Uh, What's your favourite story from the entire place? So I think one of my favourite stories is that of Empress Matilda, who um, was a contender for the English throne during the anarchy, um, who uh, was under siege here in Oxford um, from the other contender to the throne, um, and who, under cover of, uh, um, on on uh, Christmas Eve, under cover of darkness and snow, managed to escape by climbing out of the window, so it's said, um, and then escaping across the frozen Thames to uh, um, to nearby Abingdon. Um, just a really, really, um, really daring escape from the castle. Um, and uh, but it, there, there are many other stories of uh, some interesting characters who've uh, um, who've either stayed here or escaped from here or escaped and in some cases been brought back here as well. So we've just entered uh, what would have been an old prison cell here. Yes. So this building here was built in 1795 by Daniel Harris, our prison governor, and these cells would have traditionally been split in half. This is a much larger room than what the cells would have originally been. Now this was once again, this prison was actually open all the way up until 1996. We actually originally opened as a prison in 1216 and we started to keep the drunk and rowdy students of Oxford University within our walls. But come to the day of our story today in 1577, we actually had people from all walks of life within our walls. And one of those people was Roland Jenks. 
Roland Jenks was found guilty of having a foul and saucy mouth because he said some rather nasty things about our Protestant Queen, Elizabeth I, and he himself was a Catholic, and he was actually sentenced to be pilloried by the ears. Now I'll invite you, sir, would you like to be pilloried today? Go on then. I'll open up this for you. And if you pop your head through the centre and your wrist through either side, all the way through until your neck is rested, there we go. Now, is that comfortable, sir? It's incredibly comfortable. That's rather strange. <laughs> but Roland Jenks wasn't just pilloried. He was pilloried by the ears. Oh. Which would involve someone taking a very large nail, placing it against your ear and hammering it in to either side. And then, because you were pinned there, you couldn't turn away from the things that people wanted to throw at you. That could be mud, it could be poo, or it could be dead animals. Oh, <laughs> no. Don't worry, this is my lovely rat Thelma. She doesn't bite anymore, she's dead. Um, but the village people would oftentimes throw dead animals at you. So here you go, sir. Oh. You've now been punished just as Roland Jenks. I've just had a rat thrown at me. <laughs> as you can see, a very, very comfortable situation indeed. Now, there's a dark history behind Roland Jenks and what actually happened after his court trial, but I'm afraid you'll have to come on one of our tours to experience that. <laughs> you can escape now, sir. There you go. Freedom! And this tour is kind of part museum, but there's also lots of things that people can do and experience as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's such an old building, um, we, we, we run it as a guided tour that you have to kind of come, come through and the, the really exciting thing about that is that our tour guides who are really passionate about telling the stories of the castle and its inhabitants um, are able to really immerse you in the stories of the people who've lived and in some cases died here um, so there's a lot to experience that you uh, for those who are brave enough you can uh, you can try out the uh, the old pillory and uh, and see what it's like to be uh, stuck in the stocks for the afternoon um, there are um, and, and for those who are fairly brave there's uh, there's plenty of talk of uh, ghosts and other interesting things happening in our thousand year old crypt um, so yeah there's lots to lots to experience so we've gone from the highest point of the castle 26 meters in the air to the lowest point this is saint george's crypt this place was originally built in 1074 by the Norman Baron Sir Robert Doyley. He came to Oxford after William the Conqueror took over England. And when he came here, he had to find somewhere to build his castle. And so he built his castle where our mound is outside. And then also, obviously, he had to build a Catholic chapel. And this crypt was a part of that. Now, we actually have original Norman hand carvings down here. This is one of the only places in England where you can actually come up and feel and touch these carvings. Uh, really beautiful down here. And it's quite interesting. It would have been beautifully decorated. And that's rather nice, especially considering that this place is literally a burial grounds. Uh, really is actually supposed to be the most haunted place in all of Oxford. We have many ghost stories from this crypt. We have a very specific haunted corner where people say they experience a lot. For example, maybe a breath against the neck or a touch against the skin. Or maybe even the smell of wine from our local drunk monk. Rather spooky down here, really, but also gorgeous. Actually, St George's Chapel above was the first higher place of education in all of Oxford. It actually predated Oxford University by 100 years. So without our chapel, the university might not even be here today. We like to say that they might owe us a little something. <laughs> Bex, I hope that by the time you hear this, uh, 
I've managed to escape the castle because this corner is definitely quite creepy. <laughs> Okay, I'll get someone to check in on him later. I'm James Stewart, and in Saving Planet Earth, I'm going to be joined by some of the world's top scientists to introduce you to some of the weird and wonderful ideas being trialled to try and save our planet. Led, of course, by your questions. Hi, James. I know that climate change is affecting our oceans. Is there anything that's being done to look after it? And one of the solutions involves dolphin poo. <laughs> this is Saving Planet Earth. Available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, now, uh, Adam experienced a bit of crime and punishment there, didn't he? But what about some other periods? Thanks, Bex. Yes, throughout history, societies have had different ways of dealing with crime and punishment. In ancient civilizations like Egypt and Greece, crimes were punished harshly. Punishments could range from fines to death. In ancient Greece, people were even forced to pay a blood price if they committed a crime. During the Middle Ages, punishments were often cruel and unusual. People could be put in dungeons, whipped, or even burned at the stake. This was the time of the Inquisition, when people were accused of being witches and put on trial. During the Renaissance and Enlightenment, people began to question the fairness of harsh punishments. The idea of innocent until proven guilty was introduced and new forms of punishment like imprisonment were used. Today, punishments are still severe for some crimes, but there is also a focus on rehabilitation and helping people become better citizens. For example, some people may be sentenced to community service or required to attend counselling sessions instead of going to jail. It's important to always be fair and just when punishing and treating those who have broken the law. So, to test that, we're going to play a game. In the playground, get a group of you together and divide yourselves in half. One half will be the Justice League and the other half will be the Criminals. The Justice League will act as judges and the Criminals will act as defendants in a mock court case. The Justice League should create a list of crimes such as theft or vandalism. Each criminal will choose a crime from the list and act it out. The Justice League will listen to the testimony of the criminal and any witnesses, then deliberate and come up with a fair and just punishment for the crime. Repeat the process with each criminal and different crime until all the crimes have been acted out and punished. After the game, the Justice League and criminals can discuss the punishments they gave and why they thought they were fair. This activity will help you understand the importance of fairness and justice in society, as well as the consequences of breaking the law. Remember, the purpose of punishment is to protect society and also prevent people from committing crimes in the future. So, court's in session. Remember, there's loads of episodes of Activity Quest that you can go back and listen to anytime. If you want some more suggestions of stuff to do, all you got to do is scroll back in your podcast app and pick an episode you fancy. My name is Bex, and this has been a podcast from the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. It was produced and edited by Adam Stoner. You can listen to me on your DAB digital radio, online, on the free Fun Kids mobile app, and on your smart speaker. Just say, play Fun Kids every weekday from 4pm. See you soon. I'm James Stewart, and in Saving Planet Earth, I'm going to be joined by some of the world's top scientists to introduce you to some of the weird and wonderful ideas being trialled to try and save our planet. 
led, of course, by your questions. Hi James, I know that climate change is affecting our oceans. Is there anything that's being done to look after it? And one of the solutions involves dolphin poo. <laughs> this is Saving Planet Earth. Available wherever you get your podcasts.